Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. Isn't it ridiculous that, you know, not only we're expected to do all of these things now, one person as a creator, you're doing a audio podcast, you're doing a video podcast, you have to shoot video in order to be now an editor to edit together reels and to be a colorist to color your video and put them all on and be a sound engineer and audio to make sure all of these things work and sync at the same time. And Oh, let's not forget to take pictures of all the brands and all of the things and each other to promote everything because all we're doing is big marketing advertising shout out machines. <sighs> really? That's how y'all feel about but it? But it's so much fun. <laughs> I was going to say, like, there's it's no gatekeepers. So you have complete freedom. Yeah. It's all oh. it's all up to you. <laughs> like, you can name your own rate. Mm -hmm. cool. And if you can grow and have success, <laughs> then you can have even more control, power, and success. Like, I love that it's on our shoulders. I don't want to work for, like, somebody who's going to tell me what to do and change the whole thing that's working so well for me. Like, it's a lot of work, but God damn if it's not, like, a dream job to create. If you can make it work for you, you really can. But my sigh was because I can came of age in a time when I was just like, I went through a theater school system where I was going to be spit out into a universe that I understood that was very, um, like it was a classic because it had been operational in that way for so long. You auditioned for something and then you got a part in something and then you were, you know, then you just did that job and you had a director and all that kind of stuff. And now to be an actor, you have to like be a one person content factory in order just to get in the room and be seen for a role in anything. Yeah. You know, including plays in L.A., which is just so wild. So I just get I just get tired on on that level. But Should we introduce you at the end? Yeah. No? Maybe at the end of the episode, we can yeah. say your name. Is yeah, that sure. It? Why not? I mean, I was going to say, like, I love it. It's, yeah, it's a lot of work. It's exhausting. It's so much. And every single day, I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, I was having a moment where I was like doing another thing, but thinking about, I was literally editing a video in my mind while I should have been paying attention to this other thing, which I don't want to say what it is because it's kind of embarrassing, but not really. Okay. Um, but also, to your point, Mike, it's, yeah. I get to have a career out of this. I get to build a business out of this. I get to step out of a corporate life and have my own and have control of my own future because of this. And we have tools like a phone in our hands that can do all of it. It's magical. Uh, this is a good place to uh, really introduce you. <laughs> yes. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Awesome. Welcome to Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy. Cannabis. Cooking. Culture. Calling shit out. And uh, content creation and being your own boss. Yeah, with Christina. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hi. Hi. I was just saying what right before we started recording, I was like, this is kind of, even though you've been on this podcast before, I feel like this is the first time we're having you on because it's our first time IRL. It is. And you've created a whole new company basically since we first met like i've created a whole new self i feel yeah. like a whole new person wow what do you mean like so since we were, i was on your pod pandemic right so that's 2020 so it's two years ago yep i was in an old relationship a older a different business and just myself i feel like it's been such a journey um I you can was, go back and listen to our episode when you were with Baking with Chickens. When I was Baking with Chickens. And you had yeah. just won an incredible pie contest with your amazing, um, what, there was a meringue. It was a Seville orange marmalade meringue pie that Evan Kleiman from KCRW texted me and it's like, this is fucking delicious. <laughs> Wait, you have, you share phone numbers? Uh-huh. Okay. For everyone who's listening, Evan Kleiman has also been on, um, what is it, with John Favreau. Oh yeah, and it was a uh, it was a uh, jitlada. Holy shit! And she made this tart, this apple tart that was crazy. Tart tatin, I think. Tart tatin, yeah. Wait, yo, what's she her number? She likes smoking weed. What? Yes, we I have, have one, her Evans. pizza. I interviewed her. Um, that I need to write the article still, but it, I asked her what her favorite food to make while high, and it was for a series on cannabis and creativity. So I actually have her favorite pizza recipe that she likes to make while high, and I'm, I haven't written it out yet because I just can't muster like myself to do it because she's so amazing. And, Whoa! Yeah. So cool. yeah. So going back to that time, you were baking with chickens. 
And what? I mean, you were baking with eggs that your chickens laid. And I still do. I still have the chickens. <laughs> They're still there. It's just not the focus. And I didn't even really know how to cook with cannabis at the time. You had asked me, I remember, like, how would you make a cannabis-infused pie? And I was like, oh, I don't know, the butter and the crust maybe. Um, but I really didn't know. But then I subsequently ended up writing a pie recipe, an infused pie recipe for high times, like a year later. So I learned so much, and now I have a whole new business that's focused around culinary cannabis, partially thanks to you guys. Hey. Whoa! So, yeah. hard hitting <laughs> question: How did you infuse that pie? Yeah. So for the one for high times, that you could do it several ways. It sort of depends on how potent you want it. So if it's a beginner, let's say I want to go pie sky high. I would infuse all of the pieces. Holy so cow. the cookie crust would have infused can of butter. The It was an ice cream pie, so it's a pumpkin ice cream. So that would have infused cream, so you could make infused ice cream. And then there was also crumbled pumpkin seed brittle on top, so the pumpkin seed brittle could be infused. And then there was also a, I think there was like a bourbon whipped cream that went with that too. Lord in heaven. My, how far <laughs> you have come. Holy cow. Oh, and there was bourbon hot fudge that went on top. It was like fudge, pumpkin brittle, some bourbon cream. Yeah, it was, it was a mighty fine pie. Mighty fine pie. I mean, if are you taking custom orders? I am. Still? Yes. Okay. So if someone, like I know uh, Gabrus uh, reached out or maybe Tiffany did, I did yes. to make his so birthday John pie. So John wife, Tiffany, who's an amazing floral designer. Shout out Sweets Her Life. We've been, we became friends on Instagram through you guys. And I love her flowers. And she asked if I would make a cake for his birthday. So I made him a custom banana pudding pie because or banana pudding cake because she told me that banana pudding from magnolia bakery is his favorite dessert and i was like oh no i have a banana pudding that's actually better than magnolia's because it actually tastes like bananas so i made that into a cake for them there's like this epic rainbow swirly <laughs> thing that had like live flowers on top it was so cool that's yeah. awesome. And I, also, you heard it here first, Magnolia. We're coming for you. That's right. That's right. You <laughs> ain't nothing compared to they're fruit and flour. They're delicious. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll still eat it. Yeah. But I'll hire if you, you have to. Yeah. But I have opinions on banana pudding. We could go off on banana pudding. Can we do that really quick? <laughs> yeah. Adrian? What are your opinions on banana because pudding? Because I just had a banana pudding from Bloodsoe's Barbecue. Oh, yeah. And um, okay. So here's my overall assessment of a banana pudding that I look for, and maybe you can share yours as well. I didn't, I loved Bloodsoes because of whole banana chunks, and that was really nice, but the cream was broken on the top, and the vanilla wafer, I think they like batch make them, so the vanilla wafer was way too soft, and I needed that vanilla wafer crunch in the banana pudding to add a little bit of texture to the glop. And so overall, great banana flavor, nice and creamy. Love how cold it was, but broken cream, soft wafer, 7.6 out of 10. Like what? what's your ideal banana pudding? When you eat, put a spoonful of banana pudding in your mouth, like what do you want it to taste like? I want to unhinge my jaw like a snake because there is so much cream and so much pudding that the cream touches my nose as it goes in my mouth. I just want a rich custard, like super custardy slop with no banana pieces and no nilla wafers and no cream oh you're a purist you just want banana i just want banana pudding okay yeah, yeah fair okay so <laughs> so i could just like give you a banana and call it a day you no i want the custard i yeah. love custard i could drink custard for yeah. three meals a day so this is my my very strong unpopular opinion about magnolia bakery's banana pudding which i love and i will eat and inhale all day long so don't get me wrong i really like it i just think that this is my this is what really needs to be better about banana pudding it's not banana pudding it's vanilla pudding, vanilla custard with banana slices in it and whipped cream. Mm -hmm. So, and Nilla wafers. And that does not a banana pudding make. If you're going to get banana pudding, Mary Jane, to your point, I want freaking banana-y banana pudding. That pudding should taste like bananas, which means you have to steep your milk and your cream like overnight with really ripe bananas to get that banana flavor in and then you make the custard and then you fold all of that custard with the whipped cream so it's nice and fluffy and then you add more whipped cream on top and you add in the chunks of the bananas and then what I learned from a mistake actually was I accidentally put one tablespoon of salt instead of one teaspoon of salt when I was making the homemade vanilla wafers 
And the cookie itself was horrible and inedible. But sprinkled in the banana pudding, it provided just the right amount of like salt to make the entire dish sparkle because you've got a lot of sugar, you've got a lot of creamy textures, and you need that crunchy texture and you need that salt to balance it out to make the entire dish sparkle. And so my criticism of most banana puddings is that it's just too sweet and it's a glop. It doesn't have texture and flavor and things that really bring it to life. Now, infuse it with can of butter, which is what I did for John Gabriel's birthday cake. Holy crap. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, Gabriel was saying that he just left it out and just was taking forkfuls like as he walked by all day long. Like that's how he ate the entire cake. <laughs> and I infused it with, I think it was a Hawaiian cookie strain from Farmer and the Feller. One of those, like it had like a tropical note to it. Mm -hmm. And so the complimentary aromas from that strain and the cannabis in with the banana pudding was absolute magic. Oh boy, I need to excuse myself for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, not for diet. Oh, it just <laughs> no, we're not, on, we're not on diets. I mean, <laughs> no, 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 I mean, I need to like go and, you know, get myself off in a different <laughs> It's so good. Are you going to come right back? I could just, yeah, I'm going to come right back. <laughs> All right, I see what you're saying. Yeah, please spark like that okay. while we, and uh, Mary Jane and I can like vamp for a second as you spark that beautiful pre-roll. Well, I've got to, you know, we've got to talk about what you brought for us today because we've got some of your fantastic treats laid out on the table and I want to taste one on pod. We've got a dog, CBD dog biscuits. Um, Archie Moo was very excited when we opened those. And some of your um, terpene cookies, uh, which I want you to talk about. And then a very special kind of cookie that I, I don't want to say too much about. I want you to set it up. Yeah. And then you can zoom in on my eyes, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and see um, how black they turn. So, well, with fruit and flour, you're like, not only are you doing culinary cannabis, but you're also doing cannabis education. I am. I guess I should go backwards. Let's start. So I went yeah. from baking with chickens and it was just like a baking blog with eggs in my chicken, eggs using eggs from my backyard chickens to now Fruit and Flower Co., which is a company that's all about teaching people how to cook and bake with cannabis at home and learning and and understanding how to choose better cannabis edibles for themselves. Because what I notice is out in kind of the world of cannabis edibles, it's mostly just like junk food and candy. And don't get me wrong, I love all of that and there's a place for it, but I think that if you're a conscious consumer, you go to the farmer's market, you go, uh, you care about the type of food you, you put in your body, if you're buying clean beauty products to put on your face, if you're buying all organic, like you should care about your cannabis products, what you're smoking, what you're eating in the same way. And I find it really interesting that some of the people who I find to be the biggest foodies and they love cannabis don't understand it and don't know this world. And I was like, wait a second, there's an opportunity here. There's a gap. And just from all the time that I spent in that chef culinary food world and understanding sustainability, like that helps connect me with the farmers that who grow cannabis as well, because it's the same thing, how you grow your weed and how you grow your food. It's really all one in the same. And so um, I really pivoted and I have this opportunity now where I get to teach people how to really appreciate their weed in the same way you can appreciate good food. Are you growing any of your own weed and or food? I am. So I'm growing um, some plants. I'm not good at it. And I realize that growing is not my art form. Sugar and drugs are. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I have a friend who has been teaching me and right, like all things, like I'm using this plant as an ingredient. So to understand it is really important to appreciate how hard it is to grow because it is really hard and to tend to it and to do all the things and the seasons and the cycles. So my plants, I'm not really growing for flower. I grow mostly so that I can harvest the leaves and press them and use them for decoration or for educational and then when I get the flower, I'll um, end up with seeds because I'll pollinate them um, or they get pressed and composted for the next. Like your famous, um, you one of our one of our pandemic deliveries was uh, you brought over freshly made hand pressed cannabis popperdell. Was it popperdell? Uh, yeah, popperdell pasta. Oh, my God. It was so beautiful. It was like the fresh leaves were still they maintained their shape in there so beautifully. And yeah, that that's was a really special delivery. That's one of my favorite dishes to make as well. Sorry, I was bogarting the joint. I did not realize. No, no. Mm. Sometimes you can pass it around. Sometimes you can't. It depends on everyone's comfort level at this time. That's true. You know? Yes. So I always ask, and some people have said like, no, I'm good. And some people are like, yeah, let's pass it around and do it that way. So it's really like up to you and how you're living right now. Well, we're, pass we're puff, puff, passing. Puff, puff, passing. <laughs> totally. Perfect. Mm. 
Um, I was going to say we should get to the news story because I think it ties into some of these cookies. Oh. You know what I mean? Great. Or we can do a taste test very quickly of some Terps, and then I can get to the news because it'll tie into those other cookies. Okay. So <laughs> I'd like to try some Terp cookies. Yeah, will you really hand quick. a package over and we'll... Yes, okay. my Terping tea cookie set. So um, I'm... I don't really make things to sell. I make things more for art or for things or for events, custom orders, requests, um, and then for content for social media. But I made these. I made these for um, Tammy Cannabis Cuties Higher Learning Book Club event. Oh, and I made some smaller ones because I originally envisioned it in a pack of four like this, where you have four different ones. And so there's a linalool, which is the lavender and earl gray cookie. So linalool is the terpene in cannabis that is responsible for calming and relaxing effects and feelings so even the way you're saying it mm. it's like feeling like a blanket on my legs and so, i have to say i just bit into that one and it's so buttery shortbread satisfying beautifully glazed yeah and the, the lavender little. comes through so perfectly um this would win the great british bake-off thank you say, yeah. and there's a little um pressed organic lavender flower on top with a little is that um what's the glitter it's just edible glitter. Edible glitter. I like to put edible glitter on the flower so it looks like pollen. So like it's you're imagining. So like when I was like, I get really high and decorate cakes, and then when I put the flowers <laughs> on it, I get real intense with the glitter glitter pollen. <laughs> when um when we were all at Ophelia's and we were doing a trimming party, um it was my first time like trimming while super high, and it was the most satisfying thing. So I can only imagine what it looks like to like cover a cake with perfectly smooth offset spatula dexterity and just being stoned and satisfied the entire time. Oh, I <laughs> made this really fun reel. It was actually a linalool cake and that I made for Source Cannabis for one of their women's brunch. And I made this really beautiful cake that had um, the flavors match the terpene profile of a particular cannabis um, flower that they gave me. And so I had pressed whole lavender like flowers so that it looked and it stood up all the way around the cake so when you'd spin it it was like this mm. really beautiful effect with the flowers but I was there with like a little paintbrush like painting little glitter pollen and like watching it drop gently like I was a little bee pollinated I was like so ridiculous right now <laughs> that's so fun what, which one are you gonna taste Mike I really want to try the black pepper parmesan with the caryophylline I bet it's is it this one yes, yes. So the, so I'm a savory that's baby my these favorite. days yeah. Oh, yeah it's so it's caryophylline is it caryophylline carry filing so we had this conversation recently with our friend robert who's behind tempo crackers you know mm -hmm. robert yes and robert was robert pronounced it um one way and i pronounced it the other yeah. and i can't remember who said which but i ended up going home and looking it up and it turns out either is acceptable okay so i think he might have said i'm not gonna i can't remember robert but. from tempo was exactly who i had this conversation with oh <laughs> that's so wild really out here yeah, doing well, we were eating knowledge. those cookies. That's so funny. Yeah, so caryophylline okay. is the terpene that is commonly found in black pepper. Fuck That's that, also, that. if you get too high, smelling some black pepper can also help you um, reduce the effects. And so I did a black pepper Parmesan shortbread cookie. Mm. And it's so it's a savory right. cookie. At, it's so good. I just, I love the savory. It, I, I, I want to find more savory strains. I think, Mike, you turned me on to like the cheesy strains. Ooh, a cheesy and they're one hard is the to best. find. Yeah. Wow. Cacio e Pepe, e -pepe. E -pepe uh -huh. is what this reminds me of, but it has that shortbread butter, like the butteriness that would be in a Cacio. Yeah. The pepper. Like, this is I a would just great remake cookie. that as a Cacio e Pepe cookie, and that could sell on its own, too. Like, oh, come on. It's so good. It's so good. It's so amazing. There's like a cloud of smoke surrounding you, like Sorry. a halo right now. Oh. <laughs> I'm good. Thank the you. The blessed one. <laughs> um, and then we also have rosemary pine nut with pine. With pinene. So pinene is in the rosemary. So that one, I overbaked slightly. I'm so sorry. You know, mistakes happen. Nah. Um, I'm pissed But still off. delicious. <laughs> still delicious. Oh, wow. Okay, here's what I'm going to say because I because we're friends so I can be straight up with you. I am an anti-rosemary person oh. because it will overtake everything mm -hmm. that it's like a close talker. You know what okay. I mean? In the dish, like it comes, it's way too close. It keeps interrupting everybody. You're like, <laughs> you're a lot, Rosemary. You need to back it down. 
this is perfectly balanced. Oh, okay. Thank this you. has like that subtle underneath rosemary where it just like comes in to say hi and be a friend and oh, yeah. gets the fuck out of there. Oh, yeah, well, just stuck its you. head in through the doorway and said, how you doing? And then left. Exactly. Nice. You know what that cookie was inspired from? So if you've ever been to Pizzeria Moza here in LA, they have the butterscotch budino dessert, which is the butterscotch like fancy pudding with a layer of caramel on top. And it's served with a rosemary pine nut cookie. So that was what... That was my inspired by not a copycat. I, I don't actually remember. I don't actually remember what that cookie tastes like. I've I will been text there in Nancy Silverton if you will text. Her. No, I don't. Have <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. You have met her though. I have met her on my yep. birthday. That What's was cool. up, Nancy? Come on the pod. Um, mm. I recall having a brittle that you made that was pumpkin seed and rosemary, wasn't it? It was. Yes, it was a pumpkin seed rosemary. Maybe there was some spicy chili on that too. That's the brittle that's on top of my pumpkin pie ice cream pie recipe Ooh. in high times wow okay wow the higher <laughs> answer is hard we need okay. to put a warning on this episode at the beginning it says warning it's gonna be delicious so you might need like a pint of something while you listen yeah, like yeah. we've got to give people like a food porn warning on this one food yeah like if you're driving it's gonna be very frustrating listening to I'm this sorry. You can't <laughs> go to the fridge <laughs> find a loose is, nut under your seat you're like but in, in my, my car whole... i have a fridge in my car oh nice flex yeah <laughs> but this is my whole point of like right i'm like stoners love food we mm -hmm. love eating mm -hmm. why don't we talk about the quality of food and like these really delicious things and there's so many there's are lots of cannabis chefs who talk about it but i think there's like this missing opportunity right like bon appetit and food and wine might do like the one cannabis issue but like they're kind of tapping into other people and i was like why isn't there a bon appetit of like culinary cannabis Can oh okay i'm gonna make it yeah Can I tell cool. you why straight up why? i'm sorry to interrupt I think it's because too many people focus on the cannabis part and not the delicious food part. And food, more so in America, brings people together than weed. Weed is yeah. a beautiful thing that brings people together, but it mm -hmm. it should be the it should be the good rosemary mm -hmm. of the food, right? Like yeah. it can't just be <laughs> weed. It's got to be food forward, I believe, and yeah, no one's like, doing that. But it's like you know they're doing like the cannabis cooking shows, but it's all about the weed. They're focusing on this. You know, this, oh, my God, we're getting high, ditch weed thing. And the food is beautiful. And I know many of the chefs who participate, and they're super talented. But the the way the information is being presented is it's a missed opportunity because people love food. People yeah. love to eat. Cooking shows, food shows, all of those things are the number one things that people watch. And we're not talking. And, like, this is why I started Fruit and Flower because I was looking online looking for recipes, and all I found were really bad pot recipes, like pot brownie recipes. Mm -hmm. And I was like, look, I really love brownies. Trust me. But like, come on, like we can we can be more creative here. We can Middle do more corner. fun things. Middle or corner. Corners. Fuck yeah. Always. What about you? Middle. I like chewy brownies too. Do you like chewy or cakey? Uh, chewy all day. Cakey is a cake. Okay. I mean, I don't even need to bake it. I just put it in my mouth in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be real about it. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. And that's why you're doing something like for this last cookie. It's just a lemon cookie, right? Simple. Yep. Clean. But mm -hmm. I'm just now realizing is... that I just ate my entire lavender cookie, didn't offer you a bite. <laughs> and then you've been sitting there so politely, like offering me a bite of everyone you're tasting. I want everyone and to I, hear that. I just housed a lavender cookie without even <laughs> batting an eye. It's I'm okay, so sorry. It's okay, Mike. There's so more true. in there. That's <laughs> I why I gave offer. you guys more than one packet. Sorry. Oh, one side, not the corner, Mark oh, says. Oh, one flat side. Very uh -huh. nice. Hell yes. That's a bit, little best of both worlds. Yeah. Um, All right. Limonene. 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 Limonene? Let's ask Robert. Robert! <laughs> I know. Limon I, I say limonene. Okay. I've heard limonene. Great. I'm going to say limonene too okay. then. Uh, it says lemon. Le what? So wouldn't it be limonene? Well, it's limon in Spanish, right? Limonene. I, I, I guess we're speaking English though, so I'm going to go with Christina on this and say limonene. Limonene. Limonene? Limonene. Let's just call it nini. Nini. Just nini. <laughs> the peony nini. <laughs> oh, and so limonene, so if you also get too high smelling some lemons, lem lemon peels, Thank you. drinking a little mm. lemon water will also help um, diminish some of those effects so that you can come down better. Because I get asked that too. Like, you know, it's really well, uncomfortable to be too high and like, what can you do? I actually got a call from my friend. Um, her daughter's friend got too cool. high and she was like, what do I do? And I like talked her through it and like she was fine. And I Wait. want to talk to you about getting too high because I know you have a, a, a story I have that several. maybe you're willing to share. But let's do the news really quickly first. Yeah, in the second half we will. Um, yeah. Real quick on the limonene tip, limonene tip. Yes. I'm a sh I'm a lemon bar top three dessert person, and that is a delicious lemon bar version in cookie form. That is delicious. 
Yeah. Oh, it is so perfectly tart and sweet. Damn. Yeah, it's that little lemon glaze on top that makes the difference. Whenever I see people make shortbread cookies, they're just dry and they're dry and they're crumbly and they're like that. But this one, I like to put the glaze on top. It nicely holds the flowers and the decorations in and it looks like Han Solo encased in carbonite. <laughs> uh, and it provides a beautiful like flavor bump to it as well. It's, I mean, you just said that, you know, if you get too high, you should smell some lemons and that'll help. I think if you get too high, you just need to eat like a sleeve of your cookies. Yeah, yeah absolutely. A sleeve of the lemonade. While watching all the Star Wars, all nine. <laughs> That's yep. the best way to go. Oh my God, there's nine of them? Yeah, and they're there's all nine. exactly I've perfect. They're track. great. Nope. Every single one. <laughs> Every single one is perfect. God damn it. I want to see the super cut that Topher Grace made. I do too. Yeah. That would be awesome. Did you know about that? No. Topher Grace... Um, we actually, from that 70s show, yes, and that's our right. 420 episode, and our 420 guest, oh, uh, cool. took the three, um, Star Wars, which ones are they? The, the, the prequels. Mark said prequels, prequels, thank you, Mark, um, and stitched them into one perfect version, evidently. That's like 90 minutes, which he shows to friends but cannot air publicly because of obvious reasons. Mm, but I feel yes. like we could <laughs> be friends, we could get over there Absolutely. and get a look at that. Yeah, <laughs> it, it does. And now we just need to get George Lucas on the pod. Come and on, then George. We'll be like, and we have a yeah. surprise for you, George. And then Topher Grace. <laughs> and we have them reconcile so we can put that out on a platform. <laughs> That'd be my dream. Love it. You want to get to the news? Here. Yes. OK, here's the thing. The Grubla Gazette is presented to you. Oh, actually, we should uh, crack open our sumo snacks Oh, let's well. eat everything. I love Thank sumo God. snacks. What flavor do you want to try? Have you tried them all? I've tried them all because I actually make content for them as well. Amazing. I'm going to crack open this. You know awesome what I did day? with oh. these things? Yeah. The cheese, the crunchy, not the, the puffs, the cheese puff things. Yes. I made these cheesecake cheese ball truffles. So Whoa. I made like cheesecake balls and then put crunched up cheese, like infused cheese dust all over it so you could pick it up and eat it like a cheese ball dust. So it has a little bit of the savory. It has a little bit of the sweet. That sounds eh. so good. Yes. Dang, with sumo too. And where can I, where can I get chip. one of these? Yeah. <laughs> you can hit me up on Instagram. Perfect. And because I like you, I'll make them for you. <laughs> and what's, the, what's your Instagram? Plug so it I now. At fruit and flower on Instagram. All one word. Andy. Perfect. Beautiful. Um, as we tuck into these salsa Reckon. verde sumos, uh, go to sumosnacks.com. Get mm -hmm. yourself get yourself a free sample of the salsa verdes because uh, one, love a round chip. Two, love a perfectly powdered round chip. Three, <laughs> they get me really high in a really joyous way. Go for it. We're just a pro because you keep like talking about things before eating them and I'm just stuffing everything in my mouth. <laughs> That's why we're a great team, Mary It's a Jane. good team. We're a good team. Mm -hmm. I'm just over here eating all the cookies, eating if all the If I was sumo. a king, I would be like, you should try that first. Okay. Well, I would be your taster. You would be my taster. If you were a king? Yes. Yeah, I'd be dead pretty fast probably. So, so who's 10 milligrams oh. <laughs> per serving. Mm -hmm. How many is one serving? The whole bag. A bag. A, no, no, no. It's Between three people, a bag. It's 100 milligrams for the whole bag. Right. Yeah. So, and so that's a serving. 10 servings per container. I'll give you the 34-gram section of the chips, okay. and we'll take the 33s. So, so this is information that I find interesting, right? Because I'm, I'm new to get to the news. I'm sorry. But now I'm going <laughs> to talk about I'm having too good of a time to sumo. care what we're supposed to do. So like, yeah. this is the whole thing, right? As a consumer, as somebody who likes food, if you don't know weed... This none of this is gibberish. Nobody knows what this means, right? Okay, a hundred milligram takes you per bag, ten milligrams for serving. What's a serving? So now I'm scared and freaked out. And I love sumo, and it's just like I'm like okay, like, and this is the hard thing with edibles because they're difficult to dose. And even with my cookies, it's like the brittle's really hard. I'm like it's about this much, but I'm like okay, what if I didn't know and I ate the whole bag? Now I'd accidentally have a hundred milligrams. So I was like okay, because I'm like how much is in one chip? Can't tell. You can't determine that. And then 10 milligrams per serving. How many per serving? Flip to the back on the nutrition facts. And then it's like, all right, seven chips. Seven chips is 10 milligrams. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that's cool that, that, that I can find that information. But I'm like, would normal people figure that out and do the math? Well, I feel like normal people don't necessarily know what their edible, edibles dose is to begin with. Like, I've definitely seen friends of mine melt down on five milligrams. Yeah. And I definitely have friends who eat 100 milligrams before they start their day. Yeah. So if you're not a regular cannabis consumer, yeah. you don't know. Yeah, maybe normal's incorrect word. I would say if you're not a usual cannabis consumer or you're not in the industry looking and paying attention to understand what these words mean. Mm -hmm. Right. What I would say is you should take a bag of regular, uh, regular tortilla chips mm -hmm. and hide a couple of them 
in that bag <laughs> mix them. and mix them all together and then see how you feel based on how many chips you mixed in as a surprise. Or just eat the whole bag and find out what happens. Yo, you could always that's go less. also yeah. fun. You could also go less and all it means is you take a nap. That's such a good point. Yeah. I, I, like, I do appreciate the Sumo packaging when it comes to saying 100 milligrams in big bold letters on the front because mm-hmm. 100 sounds like a lot no matter who you are, I would assume, right? Like 100 is a pretty oh, big Oh, yeah. Number. I'm numberable with, at 100 for sure. Yeah. Could you do 100? Well, no, ta- absolutely no, not. Really? No. Oh, I feel like I'd absolutely. be tasting my batters all day long until no. I had like a 2,000 well, milligram tolerance. No. All my um, – I generally bake very low dose because I make, I'm making – Things for people who have a lower tolerance. So I make everything low dose unless somebody specifically asks me to make it high dose. Like for John Gabris, like I made his 30 milligrams a slice because he can handle it. And that's like, and they told me that this is my tolerance. I And I trust that. But if I don't know, I will keep it low to be safe because I don't want to give somebody a bad experience. And that's the hard part when I walk around, I look at the edibles and the dispensaries is there's so many high dose products now because there are medical patients and high dose users who want that and they're the ones who are buying and so companies are making those but for somebody who's just a casual user or a new user coming in and they want to know it's intimidating because now I'm scared to grab that thing because I don't know if it's going to get me fucked up yeah that's why I love the fast acting edibles and the nanotechnology that's coming out in Mm -hmm. a bunch of lines because you can titrate you know start with a low dose and see how you feel in 15 minutes and it's like I don't know the first time I had that experience I was pretty excited about it but I don't know how available that tech is if you're making homemade stuff or if you're, yeah, it's like that's difficult. lab. Yeah. What yeah. if we change the language and we were instead of saying that people are scared, we say things like, "I hope you're excited to try something new and then learn what the perfect dosage is." I um, think like the word fear and the word scare when we talk about these things is kind of a, they, a bummer terminology to that's approach a good point. with. Well, can I tell you what I think it's tied to that I hope we really can get rid of pretty easily is any shame around being really high around people mm. because I feel like that's what everyone is scared of is like getting too high and being around people and then having that crazy mm. stigma that's just been associated with being high all of a sudden and you 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 are so self-conscious when you're really high as well Mm -hmm. and I know the few times that I've been like what I would term uncomfortably high in front of a lot of people I I spend the whole time thinking about what they're thinking about me and that whole cycle is I think part of the fear is that you're gonna be like oh no I got too high and I hope we can just normalize, like, get super high. Get super high in front of your friends. Maybe be maybe be nonverbal, and that's okay. And that's I've gotten okay. too high on this podcast. And Mike was like, do you need to rap? And I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't even get the yes out, just a nod. But it should be. And we were walking home after that. Do you remember you said yeah. to me, I was like, I'm sorry I got so high. And he was like, if you can't get super high on your own podcast that's about weed and food, then, yeah. you know. So I just want to normalize that for everyone. Like, part of the fear of being too high is – something that just doesn't really shouldn't really exist you should be comfortable Mm. being what's maybe not comfortable for a minute right was that a soapbox you keep standing on them and the (laughs) box keeps getting to be the right height okay great great soapbox and i really appreciate your positivity that's a really good point right it's like why is this a scary thing whereas like it's an opportunity to be like hey you get to explore this and like learn your dose and try it which is what i'm trying to do and it's like but like let me give you a safe space and like low dose and start low and here's recipes you can make at home with amounts that i know you'll be okay with 100 percent. yeah let's take the coca-cola route and show people on a rooftop having a nice time, right? Like, What's the it, Coca-Cola route? Well, that's all their commercials. It's like people oh. in a club having a nice I thought time. You meant like make it corporate or whatever. Oh. I was well, like, well, I mean, it's going that way anyway. But as we get there, let's like you know use let's a little bit of celebration. Bears. Yeah, let's get some polar bears. And I also want to say that like I I think that <laughs> weed consumers don't necessarily think about set and setting as often as we should because you know you hear about it so much with the psychedelics conversation. But like oh. also consider set and setting with weed for sure to have a great time. Oh, we're gonna come back to the set setting conversation. We come to the cookie conversation, but. First, Mike, you were talking about the news. Grub yeah. like is that, guys. It's a real weed and grub. <laughs> and Mary Jane hits the transition perfectly because this is about psilocybin. Today's Grubble Gazette is brought to you by High Times Magazine, sumosnacks.com. Um, so this is fruit fly study shows psilocybin produces long-lasting antidepressant-like effects. So Great. scientists. Lucky little fruit fly is in that yeah. study. Yeah, how do you think they signed up? I well, I tried Long to get into an MDMA huh? study. I applied to be a, um, a subject for an MDMA study through MAPS. So oh, I don't know how those cool. fruit flies signed up for that study, but good on you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Under references, you put, I know some fruit flies who did a pretty tight yeah. psilocybin study. <laughs> 
So check out this professor of pharmacology in Louisiana State University Health and Science Center. Their name is Charles D. Nichols, and they used fruit flies because apparently fruit flies have a close enough genetic makeup to human beings that while fruit flies, we may not know if they actually get depressed. Like we don't, we've never seen a sad fruit fly that we know of. Right. Possibly. Maybe they get sad. They definitely get sad. Sitting on that apple, just contemplating their choices. Bummed out that that banana is not ripe yet. (laughs) Like, man, when is it going to be brown so I can buzz around it and be a happy fruit fly? <laughs> I can't believe you didn't get that map study. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm perfect for it. Please put me in all your drug studies. <laughs> um, but uh, as it turns out, as far as serotonins and receptors and like the basic makeup of a fruit fly, not the emotional makeup, it looks like psilocybin highlights the places that um, signal antidepressants in human beings. That's cool. Very fucking cool. Did and, you study fruit yeah, flies please. when you were in school? I, the only thing that I remember studying about fruit flies was their eye color. Um, that you can like there are fruit flies. Some fruit flies have purple eyes, and some fruit flies have white eyes. And there was like a gen, it was like part of our genetic study. It was like I can't even remember. Anyway, I'm just rambling now. Sorry. I've never met a fruit fly. <laughs> what are you talking about? I've never come seen one. Over to my I house. have a whole bunch that live at my house. You yeah. can come over there. Do you? Yeah. I. They're a nuisance. Yes. I also have lots of overripe bananas like that and get turned into banana pudding. <laughs> and you Perfect. have psilocybin. I yeah. wonder if that's the problem. You both have so many, so many mushrooms at your place. No wonder you have fruit. Well, I am mushroom know. rich, yes. <laughs> and that leads us to these special cookies that we're talking oh, about. Oh, yes. Let's t- well, mushroom, they're not that kind of special. They're the other in addition to. Mm-hmm. But I do have a mushroom story. Okay. Speaking of all of the things. And talking about, you know, learning how to understand your dose and everything properly. So um, I've just started really dabbling with mushrooms in the last, I guess, nine months or so. Um, and and baking with them and how to incorporate them into desserts. So in the similar way that I do with cannabis where I make low dose, I'm doing very low dose of um, different psychedelic in mushrooms. And they were featured actually on National Geographic, which is really freaking cool. So did you tell your parents? No. <laughs> well, my cousin, I showed my cousin because my feel cousin's like that's cool. Something you tell but then parents. my cousin showed her dad, and he was like, I heard those things are bad. Ah, <laughs> what and we kind of left it at that. Awesome validation move. Thank you. Wow. Yeah, that's huge. That was really cool. Yes. But um, so I was making some special cookies for a friend, and I'm still so. While I'm a baker, one of my challenges is attention to detail. And so when working with these substances, you have to be very specific and very careful. So it's very hard for me. So I have to concentrate extra hard. But um, I'm not a chemist. I'm not a scientist, all of these things. And so I was mixing stuff around and because I needed to dilute to get the correct amount. Because there's also lots of math involved, which I didn't realize was going to be a thing when I got into doing this. Um, but right, I have to do all of the math to quadruple check and make sure that the amount that I, I think that I am putting on is in fact a low enough dose of what I think the calculated amount is. So, and this is an assortment of psychedelics that you're mixing together? Uh, one at a time, Mm -hmm. but I'll tell you, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about what happens. Uh, (laughs) So usually, I don't know, I'm still learning and experimenting with it. This is all very new to me and, um, how to do this in a very safe way. So most of the time I'm trying them on myself or my friends and yeah I what was, can i help with because i'm gonna yeah, eat a bunch yeah, we're of these gonna, like, yeah so want... i'll tell you what you have in front of you so let me tell you my story that first though about mushrooms and then we'll go into these mm-hmm. okay um so i was mixing something and i had a glass a tiny tiny glass bottle the size of a thimble that had had a mushroom tincture in it so a mushroom tincture is very concentrated amounts of psilocybin in like a little liquid it was in a dropper and i thought i'm pretty sure that i had drank that ages ago and i just had an empty bottle fine and I had poured some vodka in it to like rinse it out to do my thing. And there was a bunch left. And I was like, well, it's a thimble full, waste not. And I took the shot of vodka. And an hour and a half later, I was on the couch <laughs> and the walls were probably just melting around me. The floor was swirling. My head was pounding. My heart was pounding. And I thought I was going to die and my cats were going to eat my eyeballs. Yeah, you Albert hoffman yourself. Like I was like, well, and I did it. And I didn't know what it was because yeah. I was making cookies with something else. And uh. so the psilocybin was not what I expected was going to be happening. And at that much, because I don't have that kind of, I, 
it was empty. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. And um, so there's residuals in there. And what I learned was also alcohol opens up your receptors to getting all of that in. So I don't even know what dose I got. I just know that I don't know if I had ego death. I didn't see anything new. There weren't like a... There's no pink elephants, like nothing new appeared to me, but like the llama on my wall, like the llama painting on my wall was for sure talking to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did it turn um, to a camel in the middle? No, it was just like, like talking was to me. Was that the first time you had ever had that kind of a that trip? Much. Yes, it was my first hero's dose. Like I had only ever done smaller doses, maybe like a medium dose, but not like that hit all at once in such a hard way. And you're new enough, you're saying to psychedelics, just like in your life that like this, yes. th- in the last I have not tried any you... of them since wow. like in the last year. Congratulations Thank on having you. your first like heroic Also, dose. it's thanks to you guys. It's awesome. Listening to you talk about your experiences on your podcast um, made me feel more comfortable and open to trying it and experimenting with it. That's the best thing uh, anyone's really ever cool. said. That's fucking cool. That's so yeah. cool. Thanks. Thanks. I have to ask, would you have eventually taken a hero's dose or is this the I've, best possible way it could I've have been gone? working my way up and I don't know. Sometimes you got to jump off the diving board. You know? I feel like it comes, it comes without you. It, it comes when you call it without you knowing that you've called it. Like you called mm. that to you and it I showed up on a day I mean, when I've it was been like, going, I have something to show you. Yeah. And, and I've been saying that, like I find that cannabis and mushrooms and all of these substances have provided so much clarity for me in my life with everything that's been going on. And I mean, I went through this big breakup. I changed over my whole life, changed over my business, everything. Like it's been um, a huge transformation and also working on myself and really having some reflection time to be like, all right, like, you know, what went wrong in this relationship and what did I contribute to it? And I'm working through all these different things and the mushrooms and the cannabis just keep throwing lessons at me. And so I actually wrote about um, my experience, what I felt. You can read about um, my the actual like the thoughts that were going through my head on my Substack, um, fruitandflower.substack.com. So it's my email newsletter, basically. And but also you can read kind of my writings and get recipes. But I write all about, you know, the walls are melting is the title of it. And it's just me. <laughs> recounting like how I felt and it was scary because like you'll hear me go from a past tense into a present tense because in my mind it's present tense and um I was scared like I I knew I knew I was going to be fine I was like chances are I'm going 95 percent I'm probably going to be fine I'm not going to die I'm tripping really hard I need to chill out otherwise I'm going to have a really bad trip and like I couldn't chill out because there was all of these things I had cookies with like illicit substances in the kitchen all around me. Nobody knew what I was doing or what this was or scraps of paper written around. I'm like, if I die, will the cats eat my eyeballs? I live alone. No one knows that I'm here. What if my parents, then they're going to find me and then my parents are going to come. They don't know what the hell's going on. And oh my God. Did you? I haven't read. I'm gonna have to go read I, your Substack. I, I have. I have dinner over with. Okay. Because if you want to read that Substack, um, and you want to see the cat that's gonna eat her eyeballs, there's a picture of sugar <laughs> in the Substack, and it's like sugar is right by your head, and it's very funny. <laughs> I was just gonna ask, did you make it outside? Like, did you make it off the couch? So, okay. So, what the lesson that the mushroom taught me was um, a lesson in trust, because I have a very hard time letting go and giving up any control and trusting others. And um, I, I feel awkward asking others for help, honestly. Like, I don't like calling. I'm like, I can handle it. I was like on the couch. I was like, I can handle this. I'm just going to lay down here. And then I was like, nope, nope, can't handle it. I need to make a phone call. And I had to call my friend to have him come over. And like when he came over, he knew. And it was like I knew that I needed someone to take care of this so then I could feel safe in case anything did happen. Because I'm also I'm like I'm at this age where like shit happens. Am I having an aneurysm? Am I having a heart attack? Who knows? Anything could anything could go. So um, I was like, okay, I need to have somebody here who can at least be accountable and like get me somewhere in case something bad does happen. And then once that happened, I was able to let go. And then after that, that really opened like as I was thinking about it and writing this all out, um, I came to this realization that I was like, oh, the reason why I have such a hard time letting go and trusting people is because I'm counterdependent. And that's because okay, therapy session, because my parents didn't provide me enough emotional support when I was a kid, X, Y, and Z. And this is how I treat my partner. And this is why I made him feel the way that he felt. And if I want to have open, open myself up to love and actually have a good relationship, an intimate relationship with somebody, I have to let go of that. So that's what the hero's dose of mushrooms did for me. Woo! 
<laughs> Even Archie sat up. Look, mm-hmm. Archie's like, yo. Felt that energy. Yeah, felt it was that so weight. intense. When I realized it, it was just like, I was like, huh. Like, I got like hit in the chest with it. And I was like, oh my God. Wow. Yeah. You make me think lot. of the hero doses that I've done that have broken through those realizations. I feel like all of my thoughts about death and aneurysms and all of those things were actually coming from those emotional things that I'm fucking carrying around that had to bubble to the surface. But the first thing I think of to protect myself is just death before I can like even get to the idea of something real and tangible that I'm just feeling. Mm -hmm. And so it sounds like to, to equate it to yours, like I had to break through those terrifying death moments of heart attacks to get to like the real shit. And once I got there, it was beautiful, but it was hard. I will say the, the trip that my first sort of real, like, going through the I call it tearing apart the veil in my Mm. experience was um in response to grief I had lost one of my best friends and I was at Burning Man and I was out in the desert and we'd all eaten mushrooms and my friends were going to bed and I ate like I dug into the bag and I just shoved as many as I could fit into my mouth and I walked into the playa wow and my experience of you know like that just totally being able to let go and process things was just confronting my friend's death and the grief that was sitting with Mm. me and coming to with like you know my back on the desert and just looking into the sky and being like I'm going to be okay I'm going to continue to be okay it was crazy but I wrote about it as well because it's really like when you have that kind of psychic psychological shift it's so cool to be able to document like yeah you know yeah it's, it's like I was, I was also I'm like great. wow I suddenly understand my mom and where she's coming from and how she has the same things and where her fear comes from and I finally understood intergenerational trauma for the first time and where mine comes from and I was like <gasps> It was intense. I just, I realized this last week, you guys, and I wrote it down and I'm still like, I talked to my therapist yesterday and like, I still don't have an answer. I'm still working through it. Yeah. Can we call this one a thimble full of secret vodka or like a thimble full of- (laughs) Secret mushroom magic. Secret mushroom magic vodka thimbles. Wow. It is. It's it's medicine. It really is. And in the right doses and the right forms with the right intention. And that's what I think I've gathered a lot from what I've been doing and the people I encounter is that- you know, it's about setting intention. It's a set in a setting. Set in a setting. And a trip sitter, like a trusted person. Yes. If you're not comfortable being alone, that's so important. I guess. I got to disagree with both of you because there are times when I have tripped so hard that it's been uncomfortable and I just came out the other side because I believed it with, without setting any type of intention. But that did I was just you know front. that that was going to happen? That I would have a hard time? That you were going to take them. Well, see, I guess for me, I didn't. At the at this point, I didn't know that it was mushrooms, and I didn't know what was happening. Mm-hmm. I just knew that I was most likely on a psychedelic substance. I don't know which one, but it could be something else. <laughs> I have no idea. I should call someone. Uh, yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> but like, I think I if I knew that this was what I was in for, this is what I had planned, and I took like, I mean, also that's so bad. At, what an image, right? Just like standing there and like. <laughs> And like walking out, like that's such a movie scene. But like you know, like you you knew that this is what you were in for. Like I think for me, the the tearing for the irony and the lesson is in letting go and trusting, right? And I can't, I couldn't control myself having that experience because if I controlled it, then it wouldn't have been the same. I guess. Yep. Wow. That's so neat. <sighs> like yeah, it just presents itself sometimes. Like you're saying, you know, you've you've had those uncomfortable. Ones that you didn't prepare for and they've affected you in a positive way, you're saying? Uh, a mostly positive way. But again, to tie it into public shame, uh, when I'm tripping really hard in front of other people, that's the that's the looking back part that gets in the way of the lessons and the growth that I've made mm-hmm. is the panic over what oh. the hell everyone was thinking about me when I was on that um, hero dose. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. shout out Vegas. You know. <laughs> I remember <laughs> being um, at Big Bear with you and a bunch of friends and there was one friend who hadn't eaten mushrooms and all the rest of us were out, out like just, I mean, I think you saw Ruth Bader Ginsburg in the moon. I saw I House Spirits. It was very funny. Full on like Studio Ghibli. Cool. Like it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And I remember at one point looking up and like just feeling my face, the shape of my face with the laughter that was coming out of me. And then I looked down and I looked at the one friend who wasn't on mushrooms and he just looked at me and he said, you look crazy. And I immediately had that moment of seeing myself through someone else's eyes. And I just looked at him. But then I looked around and he was the one that looked crazy because he was the only one not on mushrooms. And I was like, that's a good yeah. little. But you're you're so right. Like that moment of society's expectations of who you are and what you are when you're high is like you're a dangerous 
crazy lunatic. And that's just not the case. I mean, I was high or on mushrooms. Can be I was microdosing mushrooms walking around Huntington Botanical Gardens in the succulent area. And it was like nature was shouting at me with its colors. Whoa. It was so fun. I was like, it's like a daytime rave. Like all the plants are like shouting at me and they're like, hey. Wait, there's hey. another one in your Substack. What's the name of that place? The Botanicals? Uh, that's the Huntington Botanical Garden. And it's got like different rooms or something it's crazy there's right? like a museum there's different there's like a rose garden it's really beautiful just to go see the plants and like there's all these different like flora and fauna and art best thing you can do for yourself when you're high go to a botanical garden oh, yeah. or an aquarium remember when we went to the monterey aquarium on edibles oh, i was yeah. like man i was trying to communicate with that octopus so hard there was this flamboyant cuttlefish that was just <laughs> i was like what's happening oh my god the best it really was it was a real yeah. flamboyant cuddle that's the actual species name too and it looked like uh liberace crossed <laughs> with a cephalopod it was wild <laughs> i was like wow you are fabulous <laughs> there goes that you made me laugh my hat off <laughs> i made my hat come off that's a good feeling <laughs> well but so you had asked me earlier if i was able to get outside so to yes your point right very important being you know anything can so my my trip sitter who came was like okay let's you know i wanted to just go into a deep dark hole was i wanted to go into my mushroom hole which is when i've done higher doses that's what i do i kind of bundle up i close my eyes i go in a hole and like let it just deep clean my mind without me experiencing it whereas this one like oh i was forced to experience it <laughs> and um but yes getting outside into the sunshine into nature is such a big difference because like I couldn't walk, so I couldn't get outside yet. But then once I could walk and I got out into a room that was closer to nature, I, I felt instantly better. Yeah. And being outdoors. Because I think it's like, like mushrooms are of the earth. You have to be connected with the earth for it to really it's do key. its magic. My most uncomfortable um, trip that I ever had, I uh, was like, it was a bunch of stuff. Everyone was in costume. Um, everyone had been drinking a lot. And we were in a cramped apartment. And, the, and I just remember the feeling of how bad it got. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I got outside into the backyard, mm -hmm. it just, I was like, that's what yeah. I say to everyone. Like the sec If you're having an uncomfortable time, all you need to do is change your environment and it will change your trip. Yeah. completely and i i don't know if that information is disseminated enough maybe not we need to get benedict cumberbatch in a doctor strange commercial to get you to trip and then go through different portals to different lands what's your favorite place what's your safe place my safe place yeah like yeah. outside inside beach water snow don't forget the buds know, of the week. Bed? Mark, I don't know, baby, we got this. <laughs> Mark's like, oh, no, they got really high and they're going to forget we got how to this, wrap up baby. their podcast. I love this. This is fantastic. Thank but God for Mark. We're living life. Yeah, baby. Loose. I don't know. I love my house. It's my favorite place. I've built like this little like beautiful wonderland with like a ton of animals and like it's really one. I feel like I feel like I live in a Studio Ghibli movie. Like I sometimes I feel like I'm Kiki's delivery service. I have a cat that talks to me, who follows me everywhere. Is that Gandalf? Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, having visited your incredible home, it the it's got all of the levels too. Like because mm -hmm. it's you're built into a hillside, right? Yeah. So it is like you know you walk up your magical hillside mm -hmm. and you have your like lofty yeah. area where you can look out over the city yeah. and so there's also like this like a rooftop deck to like hang out and smoke and like have like sunset cocktails or sunset sessions and just enjoy the sunset for a moment like that's been there like for as long as i've lived in the house and i never used it until now it's such a shame and then like i moved my bedroom up into like this area that used to be the office so that i'd have these beautiful views of like the trees so it looks like a tree house so good and it's just yeah wreath just rethinking just like really taking a second to rethink my space. So I don't know. My favorite place is my home. I spend most of my time there. I never leave. <laughs> That's awesome. That's to have your favorite space be your home is pretty great. Yeah. My, my house is like not my favorite place to mm. be. So I got to change that. You're inspiring me. Yeah. Oh, but also, so the other cookies, so the transition. Oh. So the reason why I started making these psychedelic cookies in low doses is because, you know, for me as a newer user, I was also – Scared, terrified. The opportunity of the excitement wasn't there yet because I didn't have the information and lack of information and the knowledge that like not knowing what's going to happen I think is scary. That That's what scares me anyways about the experience. And so 
once I started getting access and being able to try microdosing and doing it in small amounts, just like I started with cannabis, I was like, oh, okay, I feel comfortable having like a small microdose of LSD or MDMA. Let's see how I feel on a little bit before I go on this huge hero's journey that, you know, the walls start melting because that's, it's too much. Like you work your way up to that. Um, but for me, somebody handing me a tab or whatever pill, like here, here you go. That makes me nervous. I don't want, I don't trust that. Um, but you know, if I'm able to put it in this beautiful baked good and it's like, here, this cookie I can tell you is, you know, 10 milligrams. It's very little, like try that and see what you think. And if you can always have more cookies and you can dose up next time if you want to try. And so then it's in smaller dosable amounts and they're really beautiful and they're not as intimidating as a pill that someone hands you. And so I graduated in the last year, two years since we first talked from not knowing how to bake with cannabis to making cannabis infused baked goods to doing psychedelic baked goods, which are really fun. Um, Because people haven't seen this before. And so I also really like matching the cookie to the feeling that you're going to get when you're on that psychedelic. So I brought you guys, Mike and Mary Jane, um, is, it's called a cookie flip. So it's like a candy flip and it has LSD and MDMA. Sweet. Those are like my favorite letters. Candy flipping? LSD, MDMA, <laughs> top letters. Nice. So a candy flip is you can, I read about that you do in bigger doses. So I made them into a cookie form. So you can either eat both cookies at the same time. So you can do that way, or you can time it apart. So there's a really great article in Double Blind Magazine, which is a magazine um, about mushrooms and psychedelics that explains the candy flip, like step-by-step process. Um, so I also have instructions in there and a guide for how... That? Yeah, hand over the... For how you can cook. I call it cookie flip. Um, But really, it's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure. And I dose these a little bit higher for you guys because I know you have a higher tolerance and more experience. Um, But when I did the lower doses, I'd give them to some friends, and they really liked it because they were like, yeah, like I had some mild effects. Like I'd try more. And so that's how I went from not having any to trying some micros and some cookies to now being like, oops, and having really opening up and changing my experience and hopefully my relationships and who I am and unlocking something that I didn't know needed to be unlocked. So woof. It's so cool. And these, I got to say, these uh, directions are so fabulous because there's, you eat one cookie first and then you wait for the effects and then you eat the other and like the whole, yeah, a rainbow sprinkle, rainbow munchies or, and lemon crinkle. Have you tried flipping them? I like haven't. eating them in reverse order? I have not. So the rainbow um, crinkle. What is that one? Rainbow the, munchies. Mu- rainbow munchies. Are these non-infused? No, these are infused for those us. These are, are also infused. Those yes. are. So the rainbow one is with the LSD, right? It's a little sparkly. It's crackly. Um, I like to put, so I put the, sprink, the sparkles on it too. So it's nice and fun to look at. And then the lemon crinkle cookie is the MDMA because it makes you feel like a nice, warm, sunny hug. Yes. I'm so excited to eat those. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This is such a lovely assortment of things that you're making and people can get in touch with you to make custom orders through what's the best way. Through Instagram is a good place to start, um, but a lot of times, so I don't really make to sell because that stresses me out and I don't like it. Um, I will do, you know, custom requests for events, for brands. Um, brand, I make a lot of stuff for brands. Um, if you want like a custom birthday cake like Gabrus did, I can make things like that, but it really depends on my time. Um, Instagram is the best way just to reach me directly, but when I have extras of baked goods that I have, um, signing up for my Substack email list is the best way because um, if you become a paid subscriber, I'll do you get first notice when I have food drops available. Fuck yes. So what that means is (laughs) when you become a paid subscriber to my email list, when I have extra baked goods kicking around, whether they be infused or not infused, I will let you know and you can be the first one to get dibs on it. Ding, ding, chicken wing. Are you fucking kidding me? What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) What the fuck? And uh, I just wanted to add, oh wait, no, I forgot. Oh, I do. Can I say? (laughs) Yeah. Can I, is it? mm, what i'm sorry i'm like ripped and having a nice time (laughs) um i wanted to say something to you on air but i hope it's an okay thing to say and if not we can cut it out okay okay i'm so 
glad in a weird way that you've gone through so much because I was thinking about Pokemon when you were describing going from not knowing how to bake to now baking with psychedelics and how you've evolved. And like when you were doing baking with chickens, there was a focus on the chickens and now the focus is on you and your skills and your talent. And it's so fucking cool to see that evolution of you coming to like right now. It's very fucking exciting. Thank you. But I, you know, I look at it as it's all that, but also fruit and flower and fruit and flower unfurled, which is Substack, is really about how do I take all of this and help others discover this in a really safe and fruitful way? Because I love doing these all low dose. It's much less intimidating. It's a fun, beautiful way. That's why I say fruit and flowers where culinary cannabis comes together in unexpected ways. Because these these are the unexpected ways you can experience this in really delicious celebratory ways and you can do them in small doses it's not about getting fucked up it's about feeling better and using these as plant medicines and using food as a way to teach and talk about it in ways that people can understand it so that they do have an opportunity that they can start what what did you say earlier mike pokemon (laughs) (laughs) yep wait which is your favorite pokemon uh i just charizard classic classic chars you know yeah, why? What's yours? The oh, fire like the, horse one. The fire horse? Mm-hmm. Po- well, it started as a ponyta, but it becomes a something else. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't I know. I haven't talked about Pokemon in the longest. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you meant, though, was the Pokemon thing I said? No. I don't remember. But you were saying that. about how, like, instead of it being scary, it's oh, yes. because like, it's an exciting opportunity yes. instead. Absolutely. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a good way to go through life, I believe. Yeah, looking at things as possible. Yeah, that's a great way to go through life. Yeah. If I could face every fear thinking it might be an opportunity for change, how how great would my days be? It's the only way. Anyway, we don't need to get into that. Uh, that's <laughs> that's more about me than it is you, and we should get to Buds of the Week. Yeah, we should get to Buds of the Week. This uh, is a good spot. Yeah, uh, my Bud of the Week this week is you. No, uh, there's also – so Buds of the Week is when we choose somebody, something – um, a band, an artist, whoever it is, something that our listeners should check out because you're excited by it or them as well. So we just want to shout out some people and we'll go first to give you a second to think of one if you like. You want to go first or second, Mike? Uh, I got mine pulled up. How about you? Uh, go ahead. Rock, paper, scissors me? No, no, you go ahead because I don't have mine pulled up. So okay, so my butt of the week this week is Jade Warner, Jade.Warner at Instagram, at Instagram, at Jade.Warner, who said, hey, Mike and Mary Jane, I was listening to your most recent episode, and I wanted to share that you can make a healthier magic shell on ice cream by melting coconut oil and dark chocolate or whatever kind you want. Didn't know if you already knew that, but had to share. Happy snacking. Ice cream emoji. Did you know about that magic shell trick? Yeah, it doesn't really work, though, because it, there's a weird chemical thing about magic shell that is like part of the pleasure for me. But I do want to you try like this. the poison. I do. It's like the, one of those poisonous things where I'm like, oh, yeah, give, give it to me. <laughs> give me that poison. <laughs> but thank you for that tip, because um, I'm going to take her tip and not poison myself. Yeah. You're the taster <laughs> anyway. So this makes sense. I'll take your not poisoned and I'll add poison into or some plant medicine into it. And you can make that infused coconut. And now you've got yourself infused chocolate magic shell. Oh, okay. Christ almighty. All right. You hear that, Jade? Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what I want. That's what I want. And that's if you want to know missing. how to make infused coconut oil, you can go to my website, fruitandflower.co. And it has a recipes for all how to do all those things. Hell yes. Do you use a particular... Um, infuser? I really like the Ardent. I mm-hmm. also use Levo. Um, but if you're just at home and you've got no tools, my favorite one to recommend is the mason jar method. If you have a mason jar and an oven, you're good. Nice. And, awesome a, and cheesecloth, right? Nope. No cheesecloth? I just use a strainer. Wow. It's not that small. Okay. It's okay. Yeah, you don't need to grind it very small. Sweet. And also it can just go into it. Just eat it. It's okay. Right. It's I'm like fiber. Imagining an enormous mason jar and like a pasta <laughs> colander and just like my dream oil. You guys would be so surprised at how little flour goes into making any infused oils. Like I smoke more flour than I use to infuse bat than I use to infuse like big batches of baked goods. I learned that lesson the hard way because I infused some butter and made it so strong that I just totally knocked myself out. Yeah, because the, the mistake people will make is like, oh, like this is how much I smoke in a bowl. Like I'll use this when we're in a joint. And it's like, no, 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 no. Hmm. That's gonna be way too much. And people are like, oh, I need the butter to be green because that's what I see on TV. Sure. And that's what this is supposed to look like. And it's like when I make my butter, it's like it barely changes color, but it still works. Fucking works. Mm-hmm. Um, my butter of the week is 
beat dizzy on ig it's my friend lucy uh lucy i've just known for a really long time uh as just like a wonderful soul in the world and lucy is now like basically growing her own medicine uh um on her beautiful property in bainbridge and also like trying to save a bunch of like local conservation efforts and just doing good work like for the earth and the land as a conservationist and all around wonderful human who i know listens to the pod I love you, Lucy, um, at Beat Dizzy. Follow Lucy for great medicinal plant content. Um, and she's just fabulous. Let's go about the week. week. Oh, man. I've got buds of the week, yeah. one collective group. Um, so I just want to give a shout out to my fellow Bakers Against Racism bakers. Um, we did a bake sale this last weekend um, for reproductive justice. And we had all met during um, a bake sale from before. And we got together and we raised over 12 thousand dollars for the national um, abortion network um so that was pretty rad so shout out to winter of at winter fate bakes for being the la lead and organizing everybody and making it all happen and um, my friend val from at depressed cake shop for getting the space and handling the money and the payments and just every, and all of the other bakers. I can't list all of them, but um, it was really incredible because it was the first time that many of us got to meet in person. Um, we did the other bake sale during the pandemic, so we all knew each other but never met. And so this was the first in person. And it was amazing to be around that kind of energy. That's awesome. Damn. Wow. I mean, that's how you drop a fucking mic. That's it. That's how you butt of a week. That's how you wrap it up. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming on. In like, it's so good to just like hang out in a space with you instead yeah. of doing this through Zoom like we did the first time. So, thank you so much for joining us. Please come back all the time. And um, is that a nod of confirmation? Yeah, okay, sure. Sweet. Shout out your handles one more time where everyone can find I'm you. I'm at Fruit and Flower on Instagram. My website is fruitandflower.co.co. And then you can link out to my Substack and email list from there. Perfect. And you can befriend me if you want to try any of these treats. Yeah. Available <laughs> for new friends. <laughs> Follow us at Weed and Grub on Instagram. Email us WG at weedandgrub.com with questions, comments, whisk picks, mm-hmm. edibles picks, hedgehogs. Any, hedgehogs, dogs, all the creatures. <laughs> and um, please, if you haven't left us a review, please do so because it really helps us with uh, getting our podcast into more ears of more buds out there. Yeah, I'm trying to do this on Mars one day. Yeah, that's right. Leave us a review, tag Elon Musk, let him know that we should be the first podcast on Mars. I just saw a picture of him shirtless today, and I've um, my eyes still hurt. Really? Yeah. Too beautiful. He's so pale. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you so much. <laughs> I hope you have like my reaction to Elon Musk's pale white body. <laughs> yeah, it was like quizzical, but it was like, also kind of like, like oh, I, mean, I still mean, want to see. No, I don't. I'll pull I it don't. up. <laughs> no. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.